Salutations, guys. Welcome to another episode of your new travel, your new favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shit. I'm your host, D. Carrie. And um, I've got a squeaky chair. I've been swinging in this chair for the past hour and it hasn't made a fucking sound. And as soon as I start recording, it starts making noise. Um, but yeah, welcome. Uh, I discussed more of the what was learned from travel, what was experienced during travel, as opposed to the how I did it of travel. And um, if you can't tell, by the by the airport. This is uh, quite the uh, route. This is, I guess, landing or takeoff time. So um, it's kind of appropriate for the fucking podcast. So bring on the planes. So this week, I would like to do a quick little conversation, if you will, about travel advisories, um, the Department of State, the what's it called? U.S. Department of State. Like that's the website that you go to when you want to find out how safe or how unsafe a location is. Depending on the government. So. By now, even if you don't have cable you've heard of what has been going on in venezuela there has been well some people will say it's a coup others will just say it's a political unrest if you will government isn't what my degree is in so i can't exactly tell you what the fuck it really is but there's a lot of shit going on in venezuela right now so i'm actually planning a trip for I want to say the second or the third week in June. Wild excited about that. I'm going to be ass out on someone's beach. And I don't mean ass out literally, but I mean like figuratively, just because it's going to be someplace hot. I don't want to wear clothes. I'm ready for the summer. Hopefully it'll be hot here by then, but it's not going to be bikini weather by then. So yeah, jump starting that. But anyway, say all that to say, I was looking to travel to a location that has a non-traditionally black demographic, like the people there aren't generally black, but still has a very rich black history. And Venezuela is one of the countries with the highest population of blacks. But when I think of a, vel- a Venezuelan person, I don't think of a person that looks like me. So I definitely have Venezuela on my radar and this. So I'd heard that there was a bit of civil unrest. And um, then the news broke that there's been a lot of um, fucking anarchy. It's a lot going on over there. I'm not fully abreast of the exact political climate that's happening over there. I just know that a tank drove through some protesters and I want no parts of that. I am all for. I guess you can say using your discretion when you go someplace. For example, they've got protesters in, is it France? I think it's France. There are protesters that protest there every Saturday or something crazy like that. But in Europe, there's some city over there where they're protesting. However, I just looked, let me confirm before I get to lying on you. I'll put, I'm at the um, travel, dot, it's travel.state.gov. That's the U.S. Department of State where you can look at the travel advisories for different countries, right? So I'm going to put in France just so I can confirm what it is. 
France. International travel information. Okay, so yeah, they're actually only a level two. Exercise increased caution. Exercise increased caution in France due to terrorism and civil unrest. So how the fuck is your warning? There's, ter- there's terrorism and civil unrest. However, you're only telling me to use increased caution. Like out of four different levels, level four, three, two, and one. Four right now, Venezuela is level four. Haiti is also level four, which bruh, totally, totally like hurt about because Haiti was where I wanted to go, period. I had two of my friends go and come back with the most absolute gorgeous pictures. And by gorgeous pictures, I mean not resort pictures, not luxury travel pictures, just beautiful pictures of just beautiful ass scenery, just like mountains and beaches. And it it was incredible. And it was definitely, definitely high on my list. That's where I was going until civil unrest. So my question today is how much I I don't want to say concern or how much do you, how much weight does the state advisory or does the um, department of state advisory, the travel advisory, God, I'm talking circles. How much weight does that hold when you're making decisions on where you travel? Now this is outside of places that you're going in order to visit family. If I had family In Jamaica, regardless of the shit that's happening in Jamaica, I would go see my, well, I don't want to say regardless because anything can happen, but I would be more comfortable going to visit family there than I would be going to visit. Now, I don't particularly feel that I'm in much danger because honestly, a black female American, what would my worth be abroad? Now, I'm a pretty good storyteller. I can think of a lot of different stories in which it would be a lot. I think I'm pretty valuable. However, in terms of just the kidnapping market, not that I'm very well versed in the fucking kidnapping market or in, you know, what that demand is. um, I'm obviously going to say that you're uh, the whole virgin-ish white teen from uh you know the whole taken scenario is gonna be your heavy heavy seller or heavy bitter no not heavy bitter but you're uh what you're gonna go for if you will in the scope of kidnapping people whether it be for ransom or for the value at which you could sell it back for so i'd honestly say we all know that a black woman is undervalued in a lot of different places but When it comes to being a tourist, when it comes to travel for leisure, how much weight do you place on advisories? Now, there's a lot of shit going on in France, but there has not been any, you know, I don't want to say whispers. There hasn't been, I mentioned it last week. Sometimes I really wish that I, I'm I'm at some point going to do it, start recording the uh, episodes because when I take these pauses, I'm still communicating. It's just, you can't see it. I'm a pretty expressive person. So I'm talking with my face and I'm talking with my body posture where you can see that I'm thinking about what it is I'm actually saying because as Crystal loves to say words mean things because they fucking do so I try not to just say words I try to actually say what it is I mean so bear the fuck with me please and if you will um 
So I say all that to say there are plenty of places where shit is going left. I know plenty of shit that happens in the neighborhood that I live in, yet I live here. Now, what is the difference between, you know, dangerous conditions in the neighborhood that you live in versus dangerous conditions in the neighborhood that you're visiting? I visit East New York. I visit Canarsie. I mean, there's a lot of shit happening in these locations. I don't live there. I don't necessarily have to be there. However, I have cause to be there. There are things that I would like to get done, things that not necessarily that I have to do, but that are pretty high on my list of priorities to get done. So I'm in areas that some people may find dangerous or some people may find less than desirable at uh, certain times or hours of the day. Some people might fa- find the, you know, the same of the neighborhood. I was in, I recently ran into someone that was saying to me yesterday that now, mind you, he, I think he said he was Arab. I'm pretty sure he was of Middle Eastern descent. And I believe he was, I don't think he was visiting. I think he was just like, he did live in the city. I don't remember what he was saying because I was only half listening to him. But I definitely picked up when my guy said, uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, Park Slope and... um, like he said something else. And I think he said maybe like Bensonhurst or something. You know, they're 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 okay. They're they're good. But you know, the Harlem, no, not so much. The Harlem, the Harlem's sketchy. And I'm like, yo, really, my guy? Like, oh, okay. I, I mean, sure. I I have an interpretation of where he was going with that because of course, you know, the persuasion gets a little bit darker in Harlem, but it's white people out there now too. But there are definitely more of us in Harlem than there are in Park Slope. So that's where I was taking his comment to mean. So people still come to New York with all the shit that happens in New York. People are still coming and visiting Brooklyn with all the protests that were um, actually hmm, I wonder if let's see if the United States is actually on the uh, travel advisory. Let's open this up. Probably not because it's the U.S. Department of State. But let's see what it says. United States. Live action. Here. Yep, not seen it. There's a whole bunch of other stuff, just like resources for adoption and Child citizenship, international child support enforcement, blah, 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 blah. But I'm not seeing, you know, what the actual travel advisory would be for the United States. And if we know we have one, I'm sure if I were to maybe log in from Panama or something and use their website to see if there were an advisory for the United States that it would pop up because, duh, not the same country. But Jamaica is a level two. DR is a level two. I've heard about a lot of shit happening over there as well. That is less than favorable for me as a tourist to want to put myself in the midst of. And then does it also matter what types of situations you may feel that you're walking into? For example, are you more willing to go to a destination that is having political unrest versus a location that is having um, 
terroristic or terrorism concerns while they're there. Um, the two can, of course, be linked together. But if a place is just having an issue where, you know, people are protesting against the president or the dictator or the whatever, the king, the queen, whomever is the head of the I don't want to say civilization. I don't want to say what's the word I'm looking for. Because it could be a country. It could be a just sovereignty. It, whatever. the Whoever the political head of a location is. Would you rather walk into that type of unrest? Or would you rather take your chances where there is um, an occasional bombing or say attack in a crowded area? You know what I mean? Like that's like, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think if I would have a preference for unsafety or is unsafety a word? I think it's a word. I'm trying to think of whether or not I'd have a preference for the level of danger I'm going to place myself in. That actually makes more sense. And I can't really think of it off top because I mean, think about it. The chances of there being a bombing someplace where you are visiting is, I want to say slim to none, but when you think of it as like a air quotes here, normal person, when you think of things like this, having lived through tons of, you know, horrific things happening in the United States from Columbine to the Oklahoma city bombing to world trade center to, um, just the fucking dc sniper tons of shit goes wrong in the states right but when you think of how large a location is and then the i don't want to say rarity but just like the yeah like it's a rare occurrence it's not something that is chronically being I mean, when it happens once, it's something, it's too many, but something like that is not necessarily the thing that you're thinking of happening while you're visiting a location. And in the same light, the chances that you'll run into a a protest of a political, um, political figurehead while you're abroad seem to be very slim either. I think when I'm saying the two things out loud, I'd rather take my chances someplace where they're shit. People take their politics serious, bro. I don't know. I would like to think that I would have nothing to do with what's going on in terms of what would be being attacked in the case of a terrorist threat. So I think that I would be safer going someplace that might have some issues with terrorism versus someplace that's um, going through some type of political unrest. Hmm. Yeah, because I feel like political unrest tends to be more of a wide group of people versus terrorism tends to be a small group of people. They both can have very large and catastrophic results and outcomes come from each things being enacted upon. However, I think I'd like to take my chances with 
a possible terrorist threat. Jesus Christ. It's so like strange to actually think about something like that. And I never would have thought that I would be sitting here having this air quotes again, conversation about what would be more preferable, honestly, and very, you know, realistically, I'd prefer to not have to deal with either. But um, I guess that's one of those things that you, I don't want to say you have to be prepared for, but you have to be aware of. That's why they generally tell you, and by they, I mean just the travel powers that be, always suggest that you look at the travel advisory for a country before you go. So, um, what was the two places? Yeah, I think I mentioned, yeah, Venezuela, Haiti, France, Jamaica, and DR. Those are the places that kind of popped out to me about where their levels were listed. I was very surprised that France was only a two. I was also very surprised that Jamaica was only a two. Um, maybe not as surprised at Jamaica being a level two, because to my understanding, when people visit Jamaica, they're generally staying at a resort. I'm not exactly a resort kind of girl. I'm all here for someone trying to sponsor, well, not trying, but for someone to actually sponsor me at a resort to change my mind, if you will. Um, but I'm more of an Airbnb girl. I'm more of a, you know, hotel in a more um, local area, if you will. The way um, you might be able to stay at a hotel on the Strip in New Orleans or you can stay at a hotel in the middle of Times Square in Manhattan. You know what I mean? Like you can still get a feel for the neighborhood once you get off the block that you're staying in versus when you are staying on a resort, you can walk a mile from your hotel and still be surrounded by the hotel and what it is that they have to offer. So I um, am more myself a fan of doing a, a location where I will feel safe enough to wander on the streets when I am outside. I don't want to ever feel like I have to be restricted to a resort. If I ever have to stay at a resort when I go someplace for me, it, I, I don't think it would necessarily be worth it to travel to that destination. That for me would more so be, uh, let's say, if I were doing like a weekend getaway, like if I were going to do. Hmm. Yeah, I can't I can't think of anywhere I'd want to go and stay at a resort. I really and truly can't. I would rather spend my time being out and about and just seeing how easy it is for me to blend into a location. That's another thing that I realized that I enjoy doing when I'm abroad. I like to just again, very easy to do as a solo traveler, shut up, just walk around like you belong there and see how easy it is for you to feel like you actually belong there. Um, how easy is it for you to blend in with the people around you? It's kind of like a little mind fuck. It's a little, it's a little game where are you carrying yourself like you don't belong there? Or are you, you know, making yourself think people are looking at you because you don't belong there? Maybe they're looking at you because, no, girl, your hair is really popping. Or, Nasus, you're really beautiful. Or your outfit, on point. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they're looking at you for something that they find attractive or something that is, you know, stand out in a pleasant way versus 
oh, hey, you're not from here. What are you doing here? Um, That's, uh, I think, more so a personal narrative that some of us may tell ourselves. But I'd be curious to see if any of you ever have found yourselves having to calm yourself down, if you will, or rationalize in your mind why people are looking at you, whether or not they're giving you the look like there's something wrong or they're giving you that look like, oh, I just I see you, you know. But yeah, back to um, travel advisories. So when you travel someplace, political issues, um, terrorist issues aside, do you actually look at this information? I definitely want to hear back from somebody and give me some feedback. Am I... Oh, that's what it was. I wanted to met the, I forgot what her name is. Sugar shit. So her name was, is the catch me if you can on Instagram. And I remembered seeing, I just pulled it up. It was March 31st. She posted. I don't know if that's when she was in Iran, but she um, definitely loved it. And she was saying that uh, I'm going to read it. I'm going to basically just read her uh, caption. Iran wrap up. I truly fell in love with Iran and I cannot wait to visit and revisit some places I went and explore more of what this massive country has to offer because there isn't much foreign tourism. You do not feel you not often feel that things are conceived with tourists in mind, which means so much of the culture is preserved. Thanks so much to um, Upper I don't know. It's someone's tag. I mean you know, their username for covering my hotels while I was in the country. Also connecting me to such great guide, um, Ali Shabani dot Ian, I guess I don't uh, recommend visiting during Nora's. Many people suggested this to me, but it meant that many places I visited were very crowded and this was not ideal. I also would like to visit when it is slightly warmer. My next trip would probably be in mid late April before the sun begins scorching the country during my eight days. He, um, during my eight days, that's actually a really nice time to length of time to be someplace. I visited Tehran. The highlight was the uh, Golistan Palace, where I first got my taste of Iranian tiles, and they're actually incredible pictures, guys. Um, in Esfahan, which I think is my favorite city, we visited the Sheikh Latfala Mosque and the Jame Mosque of Shah. Shah Abbas, both of which were absolutely stunning. Esfahan is also the center uh, for handcrafts in Ryan, blah, 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 blah. What I'm trying to get at is Iran is level four on the uh, travel advisory for the U.S. government uh, travel website thing. And... Wrapping up what her comment, it basically says, all in all, Iran was exactly what I hoped it would be. Can't wait to return. If you're seriously interested, then you can contact blah, blah, blah. And um, for me, that's just like. Now, I don't have um, her budget. I don't have her access. I don't have her travel uh, experience. So I can't say how we would experience these different countries differently. Um, she is a black female. I don't know if she travels with a team or not. So I can't say whether or not she's a solo traveler. I haven't uh, been following her for that long. But um, 
she spent eight days there and granted i don't know if now granted so okay if you have a team when this is what you do professionally for the most to my understanding you are being accommodated you have people hosting you welcoming you there's an itinerary everything is set up for you so and there's also um I don't want to say the liability of it, but you are being you're charging your safety to someone else's care. And when there's a certain level of notability or notoriety to whom you are, people kind of take that in a sense where, well, let's not fuck this up. Let's make sure that she arrives and, you know, stay safe while she's here kind of thing. Versus if I were to go over there as um, a solo tourist on my own. Does that mean that I can't have the same incredible outcome um, from my trip that she did because I don't have a team to, you know, facilitate my stay? Absolutely does not. We can both have had an incredible time in this level four destination. And the reason why it says it's level four, mind you, is um, do not travel to Iran due to the risk of kidnapping, arrest, detention of U.S. citizens. Well, damn, there's a really long like paragraph as to why it's level four. Um, particularly dual national Iranian Americans, Iranian authorities continue to unjustly detain and imprison U.S. citizens, particularly Iranian, Ar Iranian Americans, including students, journalists, business travelers, travelers and academics on charges, including espionage and poise, uh, posing a threat to national security. Wow. Um, so the U.S. government does not have diplomatic or account consular. I think it's consular uh, relations with the Islamic Republic of Iran. The U.S. government is unable to provide emergency service to U.S. citizens in Iran. Well, goddamn. Due to risk of civil aviation operating within or in the vicinity of Iran, the Federal Aviation Administration has issued a notice to airmen and or a special federal aviation regulation for more information. Wow. So I don't even it seems like we're not even flying over there. God damn. Yeah, my ass ain't going over there. But um, yeah, I ain't with the with the risks or the shits for that. But um, yeah, I something like that, that kind of advisory, that long hasis is saying if anything goes wrong, we can't come get you that's enough that's enough for me to not go but um for someone that has i guess better connections or uh, a much broader safety net should something go wrong um yeah i can see taking that risk to go someplace that she would like to and also she's on track to being the first african-american woman to um travel to all i think it's 194 countries of the world or something like that so um yeah that's a good reason to risk it i guess i mean who doesn't want to be that person you know but um but yeah so that iranian level four bruh you ain't really have to uh sell me on more than that um, now if i knew someone that lived there and I knew that I was I was going to go and be with their family, depending on who their family was, because I mean, think about it. 
what's the likelihood of your neighbor's grandma being able to really hold you down should some shit pop off? Is it possible? Yes. Likely? Probably not. So, yeah. I, oof, tricky. You've got a very good example of someone that can go to a level four country and, you know, impress upon you its welcomeness and its pleasantries and, you know, that she made it in and out safely. I also don't know what her mode of transportation was. I don't know if she, um, I think she flew, well, she went through customs and she said it was a pretty quick process I'd seen in another post. So I don't know if that means that she flew in or if she, you know, took a bus from a bordering location. I don't know. I don't know. But just because the one person had a successful um, encounter or a successful stay in a level four advisory country doesn't necessarily mean that I'm willing to risk (laughs) my safety um, and freedom just to uh, go. There's hundreds of, uh, well, no, there's actually, I think, fewer than 200, so there aren't hundreds, but there are dozens of countries to go to that are relatively safe. So, yeah, I'll be going to those. So, like I said earlier, let me know what your thoughts on the Department of State and their travel advisories are. Would you don't want to say the word prefer or I would, okay, I'd feel better using, would you take your chances more quickly in a country that was going through political unrest or that had uh, terrorist, I don't want to say concerns, but potential terroristic threats arising in the area? What would your Oof. What would your best bet be? What would you choose? So hit me up on the Instagrams underscore D carry. It's D C A R R I E. Um, engage, talk to me, drop a comment and let me know what you've liked so far. Guys, I really appreciate you listening. And I really do appreciate you guys um, supporting the kid along the way. And I hope that you guys continue along the ride with me. Tell your friends, tell your cousins, tell your neighbors, tell your coworkers. And, um, you know, let's grow and experience our lives um, through travel. I was saying earlier to uh, Shatik, I was having a conversation with um, uh, a friend of mine. And I truly believe that you can become a full, like... An actu- a self-actualized human being never, you know, leaving your neighborhood. You know what I mean? I, I would not dare to say that you have to travel to be a complete person. However, I think that travel really diversifies and broadens the level of development and the degree of self-actualization that you're able to achieve because it opens you up to possibilities that you didn't even know were possibilities. Being able to experience not just, you know, landscapes and sites that you 
would not be able to see at home. It also exposes you to ways of being, ways of thinking and cultures, identities and ideologies that you wouldn't even know were a thing until you left not just your own neighborhood, but your own state, your own country, your own continent. There's so much more to the world that you can't know about because you don't know that you don't know it. So just the idea of broadening those those horizons and putting yourself on the path to experiencing and learning about so much more than you're able to even imagine on your own, I think really, really adds to the level of wholeness and completeness that you can achieve in being who it is you're supposed to be. And honestly, I really just want to, you know, impress upon you guys that you get to go. You get to go with what you have. You don't need a really huge budget. You don't have to fall into these, you know, very stereotypical and boxed in ideas of what travel is. Not every travel um, experience is going to be resort pretty. Not every travel experience is going to be, you know, to a lush kind of um, beach house kind of experience with seven rooms, private beach access, you know, in a tree house or some wild shit like that. Is it fun? Is it, you know, reasonably affordable in some countries? Fuck yeah, it is. But sometimes travel is shit for me going to Harlem. Sometimes travel for me is, you know, just getting out of my neighborhood. It's a start. So try to also experience yourself the way you experience yourself at home, the way you experience yourself abroad. If you do travel, do you find that you do more when you're out and about, when you're traveling versus when you're back home? I know that I've mentioned before when I travel, I'm out, I'm doing stuff. I'm waking up early. I wake up early when I'm home as well, but I'm waking up early so that I can leave. I spend way less time indoors when I'm on vacation than I do when I'm at home. My draw when I'm on vacation is I'm paying to be here. I'm not going to pay to go here to just experience one thing. I'm going to get as much as I can for my dollar the same way. Like I shop the same way I do at home when I do abroad. I'm always going to look for the best deal until it comes to scarcity. If it's something that I really, really like and it is what it is, then you, you spend the money for it. But if I can stretch my dollars, I'm going to stretch them. And I feel that when I'm traveling, stretching my dollar means getting the most for what I've spent. I didn't go this far and spend this money to get here for me to not do everything I can do and see as much as I can while I'm out here. So I've started trying to do the same things at home. If I don't have a prior commitment and there's somebody out there that I can support, whether it be a friend or there's an event that is in line with the things that I'm interested in. I'm really trying to get myself out there and be present. So check for me at some events. 
definitely follow Instagram so that you can see where I'm going to be. Hopefully we can uh, travel different paths and meet somewhere down the line. Before you go, make sure to check out the jingle. So you guys know I've been posting about my little babies, my little cousins, Mia, Tia, and Niasia, who have been attending my team workshops. I'm considering doing it uh, more frequently. So um, again, another reason to make sure you follow me on the Instagrams, underscore dcarry, to, you know, see if I'm going to uh, have another session at some point where I have teens just come with me and check out the really incredible friends that I have who are able to, for the most part, um, and I say for the most part, because I don't know who it's going to include in the future, but the three friends that were so gracious enough to participate in the team workshops are all professional dreamers, if you will. They took the chance and they are entrepreneurs. They support themselves and their families doing what it is they love to do. So my babies came uh, the week that we had Camilla here, Miss Heron Humor. And thanks to Cam, she wrote a cute little jingle for me thanks cam and my babies performed it so i named them uh trace ace because it was three of them i don't they're my little aces they're my little babies so check out the jingle they did a really cute job i'm so proud of them they were able to be very hands-on and um they recorded a track so check out my babies doing the travel and shit jingle Your basketball fly with me is D-C-A-R-R-I-N It'll change your life, trust me You'll sleep with traveling sh- with D-Carry Bermuda, Spain, Norway, Morocco To an end to see where else we'll go All right, guys, thanks for listening, and I will catch you guys next week. Bye.